happened is I was reading Seth Godin's book, The Icarus Deception, and I was reading Ask Gary Vee book at the same time. And during that time, I was still a student, so I was reading a lot of fiction novels for classes. Um, he had a lot of like journalism classes as well. So I was just reading a whole lot of different books at the same time. And it came to me, the idea came to me, I said, how, what can I do to get on my shelf? I'm buying all these books and they're, they're getting on my shelf pretty quickly. What can I do to get there? so much for joining us for another episode we've got a great one in store for you in case you happen to miss the last episode here's a quick snippet and then we will get on to the show a lot of once you, once you get into black history you know i'm a white guy from canada you know what the heck is that all about <laughs> is, is the uh uh the, the thought bubble that's above everybody's head when i speak on the topic or even when they read my books and they meet me personally is that uh uh it's just that uh, I, I, I found that um, I was around a lot of people who were very powerful, very wealthy individuals. And, uh, and so it, when you put an actual letter, a handwritten letter by Frederick Douglass in their hands, I mean, here, here's a guy that can uh, play golf all day in uh, West Palm on his and fly down his private jet, fly home, have dinner that evening somewhere on the East coast uh, up in new England, let's say whatever pops in the mind, can have due experience. But when you put a handwritten letter of Frederick Douglass in their hand, all of a sudden you see the whole body language change and there's a humility that emerges. And it's just a feeling like I'm in the presence of, of greatness with this letter. And uh, that this man actually touched and actually wrote. And the content of the letter is king and, and it speaks to the, the heart of that person. Now, all of a sudden this person now becomes uh, more open to be teachable. Uh, to learn about history. And it might be a Caucasian has never thought about, um, you know, some of the issues that someone of, of uh, African descent may be dealing with here in America or anywhere else in the world. And so um, it becomes a segue, a gateway, if you will. And so that's one of the main reasons I went into uh, uh, collecting is that it's transcendent. I could be with a group of a thousand middle school kids in a, in a high school auditorium. And when I bring out 30 pieces or 40 pieces on a table and I start telling stories, I lift a piece and I tell a story. Uh, once again, that whole place goes so quiet, you can hear a pin drop. And I've had educators tell me later that, uh, you know, I've been in education for 25 years and I've never seen kids this quiet and this, this uh, uh, captured by the information that you're, you're communicating. So those are the kind of things in the Rosetta Stone project, you know, taking this ancient artifact and turning it into a modern metaphor for problem solving. So now it becomes a, a, a kind of a wisdom lesson, if you will. And I've done this with uh, a group in Iceland one time, uh, WACRA, the World Airline Customer Relations Association. We did a whole, I did a whole thing for two hours on the Rosetta Stone. First, the history. 
and then showing how the, the iteration process, the problem sol pro solving process occurred over 23 years with people with big egos, people who could not speak the same language, no computers, with a language that they, uh, hieroglyphics, you know, is it uh, right to left or left to right? Is it, is it, is it alphabetic? Is it phonetic? And, uh, and so uh, how they work this out is astonishing. So then to be able to say, okay, if you think you've been spending three weeks on a, on a problem solving, <laughs> trying, to, trying to develop your entrepreneurial pursuit or your business or dealing with a, a difficult uh, coworker or something like that, just think of 23 years. Think of the perseverance. Think of, of the, the focus of that individual, of those individuals that were involved in some way. So, uh, you know, no team is perfect. And, and so there's hope for my team then, let's say, you know, for someone in, in a corporate America or a government agency type situation, or over there, there's someone, there's Sister Sandpaper, there's Brother Hammer, there's, <laughs> there's all kinds of problem situations. But uh, if they could do that in an international scope, uh, perhaps we can do it. We can solve problems uh, without everybody being hunky-dory and giving each other back rubs and singing Kumbaya. So, you know, there's a lot of things that, uh, that I get into, but they're very purposeful. And then, of course, the Rosetta Stone, uh, it's from Egypt, Egypt's in Africa. Uh, I'm very interested in Af African-American history and African history and uh, entrepreneurship. When you think of the way people of African descent have, have gone against the, um, have dealt with the systematic racism in our country, and there's no way, there's no way to exaggerate when talking about the horrific nature of, of the slave trade, of slavery, of lynching, of Jim Crow, of black code laws, and all these different things. There's no way to exaggerate. And still to have those, uh, those blades of grass coming through the concrete and developing meadows. The stories that come out of that, that's the entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, all of us have concrete on the inside, but when you think of the systemic nature with religion and politics and the, the legal system and law officers and uh, next door neighbors and, and the, the business community all conspiring together, colluding together, if you will, to keep a race down and still people coming up and becoming successful. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 it's hard, hard to even come up with words for that. So that's- My name is Antoine, Antoine Ravi. Uh, I do book consulting and I do ghostwriting for clients. So that's basically what I do when it comes to business. I help them get their stories out there in 90 days. So basically in a 90 day period, we go from an idea to a published book. And really it's that easy. Basically writing a book is easy when you have all the steps. Great. So tell us, so tell us Antoine, so how did you get started? How did you get started on this path? How did you get passionate about uh, helping people to write? How did you get passionate about ghostwriting? What's your, what's your story? Yeah. So my story is that back in 2014, I decided to go to university and from there um, I got into the English program, English major. And that's when I started reading more. We had to read maybe like uh Sometimes I had to read like five books per week or things like that. So we had to read really fast and I started getting better with writing, better with reading and just getting better with my skills. And from there, I actually wrote my first book while I was still in university. So that's where I, I launched my first book in 2017. So I was, when I wrote it, I was still a student. And then when I released it, I was no longer a student. I had graduated, but I was able to know that 
I wanted to get on the book sh on my bookshelf. So I didn't really know how, but basically I wrote the book without knowing how to get on the bookshelf. Basically, that's how I did. It. I did it pretty much reverse than what I do now. But basically what I did is I got to interview a lot of experts and feature them into a book. And that's how I wrote my first book. So really by building connections, I wrote my first book. So the people I knew, people who were starting out in business, um, well-established uh, TED speakers as well, copywriters, a lot of different professionals in different fields. So that's really how I got my first book done. It was inspired from Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Ask Gary V. So that's really how I, I structured the book. And from there, after that, I got a publisher to, to release it. So that's really how I got to release the first book. And after that, I, want, I wanted to learn more about writing, more about helping people with their content. So I, I did blog articles, articles as well for LinkedIn. And from there, I wanted to learn how I could help more people because I wanted to ghostwrite people's books. But then I had a mentor that told me, look, it's going to be really hard to get to those people, high level people right away. So you might as well just help people write their books instead, instead of ghostwriting it for them. So really now what I offer is a, is a way for them to write their books in 90 days. And if they want ghostwriting, they can, add, they can add to it afterwards. So basically the goal is to go from an idea. So getting an idea of your, your book, the title, the subtitle, and going every single week, having the accountability to have someone that can say, look, you should fix this. You can fix that. You should keep going. You should keep writing. Don't stop now. Cause a lot of people, when they start writing their books, they get discouraged, right? Cause it's a, it's a, it's a huge task ahead of them, right? They don't necessarily see what happens after the 90 days. So they think more about the present, right? So in the present, they don't have a book. So they, they just keep worrying about things like, is my chapter long enough? Should I keep going? Right? So there's a lot of concerns when it comes to writing your first book. And what I, what I really teach is for them to not worry that much, is for them to start writing and to keep writing because it's a first draft. Once you're with your first draft, you shouldn't be worrying about the details and all of that because you can fix that. That's really how I help people. Okay. Now, so if you're talking about uh, really helping somebody to, uh, you know, to, to make their book and looking at the different, uh, the different avenues, uh, you mentioned a couple of different things about the, um, you know, making the title, the subtitles, getting the ideas, holding people accountable. Uh, where, where do you find within there too that people have the most, uh, the most challenges and any, any way that you've particularly been able to help anybody in like particular, a, a particular example? Yeah, for sure. So I actually, I was actually helping someone earlier today. Basically it's the person has, has a lot of content written out. So person keeps typing a lot, but there's nothing really structured. So that's where I step in and I say, look, we need to start structuring your chapters because you can't just keep typing like, like this without knowing what, 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 what goes where basically in the book, because the person says, I have so many ideas. I just keep typing them, but I don't know where everything fits together. So I really help my clients fit it all together because it's good that they're typing, but it's better when you have something more structured, explaining them also how to quote different authors and sources, sort of like a, a lot of tweaking that's involved. Yeah. Okay. And what, what's been some of the biggest challenges you've had with trying to grow your business and to get this concept out to get clients and really leveraging social media? What, what's been the, some of the bigger challenges you've had with that? Yeah, so definitely finding the, the right people because you need to find people that are in the right industries because the best people that need books right now are speakers, coaches, and influencers. 
So basically people who have a personal brand. So those are the people that need books in 2019. I wouldn't say that other people don't need books, but the ones that will benefit the most from having a book will be those with a personal brand. Okay. And so what about that then has been uh, challenging? So with no, knowing that, what, what aspect of, of that has been really challenging for you? Yeah, for sure. So it's really getting, getting to them because you, you need to know where they're hanging out. So basically you have to do a lot of research either through Facebook groups or on Instagram using hashtags. So searching coaches on, on Instagram, right? So you get to contact all the different coaches and then wait for the reply. So it's basically, and you don't have unlimited direct messaging when you're on Instagram. So sometimes you can maybe contact maybe like 20 or 30 people and then you're out of direct messages. So you basically have to wait till people start answering you. So when you're doing it organically, there's a lot of like methods that, that work quite well. They take a lot of time. Got it. And anything in particular with that, that uh, particular ways that you've tried to word things or uh, processes, uh, anything that has uh, surprised you that, you know, this is, is kind of a particular uh, way that's going to make it easier to connect with one of those influencers? Yeah. So I keep it simple. I basically go in their, in their stories. And then from there, I send the message, hi, have you ever considered writing a book? And basically I scan the profile first because if I see they are already an author, it's a little harder to help them. Even if I, if I can still help them through it, but it's easier when they're first, they're going to be a first time author. So basically I just look if they're an author or not. And then I ask them if they considered writing a book this year. Okay. Now I know one thing that uh, was kind of interesting. So you're doing some things to pull influencers together and get them to connect more with audience. And can you tell us more about how that's, you know, came to be and what that's been like trying to coordinate? Yeah, for sure. So last year in August, uh, Hugo Prince and I, we decided to create an event called influencers unite, which is a platform for influencers to connect outside of social media. So basically, it's kind of the reverse of my, my book coaching here, but it's really about how to connect with influencers outside the platforms they're on, let's say Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, right? How, how do you make sure that they can connect outside of social media to actually create partnerships, make it easier to create partnerships, make it easier to do business with them? Because sometimes when you send them messages on social media, they don't necessarily have time to answer. A lot of influencers and entrepreneurs are traveling around the world or traveling to different cities or they're really busy with their, with their lives. So basically what we, did, what we did is we built a platform and coordinated different speakers in different industries to speak about their hardships and how they got to be becoming an influencer and entrepreneur. Okay, so that, that almost sounds like it, uh, it's uh, a result of some of the, the effort that you've put into trying to reach out to influencers and recognizing some of the challenges that they have uh, that's kind of brought you into doing this with the influencer unite. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, it's a completely, it's a little different than my, than my, than the, the business I'm running here with the consulting, but it is a platform where people can connect together and be more at ease with connecting with one another. So we're just removing the barriers of the, I guess we should say like the social media barrier where sometimes it's harder to communicate with some people. Okay. And so part of this obviously is, is coordinating events and structuring that. And so, uh, you know, what are some of the things that you've uh, been coming across with trying to actually uh, plan an event and get an event up and going uh, and uh, coordinating events, selling an event and, yeah. and all of that? So it is a lot of work. So basically the, the first step of running your own event is having a date. 
So having a day and time for your event, that's the first step. Basically, once that's done, next thing you have to do is take action. And taking action is really like finding the venue, right? And then looking through like venue costs and everything like that. And once you have that sorted out, then you have to actually lock in your speakers. And there's a lot of different challenges such as them signing contracts to making sure they're going to be present at your event. So that's one of the, that, that's one of the obstacles that I personally dealt with for this event where you have to make sure that they're signing the, the contract, sending it back. So there's a lot of back and forth communication. So communication is really key when it comes to building an event because people want to make sure that they know at what time they're speaking, what they're speaking about, um, if they can give away gifts and things like that. So you have to constantly communicate with people when it comes to events. So with everything that you've been sharing, it, it really sounds like there are a lot of pieces. There are a lot of moving pieces, a lot of things that need to be structured or systemized. Uh, and so trying to pull that together, how, how, have, you, how have you been making these things uh, easier as you, as, you, as you do them over and over again and you're learning? What have you, what have you been doing to implement to, to try to make them, I guess, easier the next time or make them more yeah. scalable the next time? Yeah, so basically for the, the coaching practice for how to write your book in 90 days, that's actually going to be built out more into a program. So a lower, uh, a lower ticket item, which is going to be an automated program where people can go through the process without necessarily having me help them along the way. And then there's going to be basically me still coaching one-on-one. -on -one. So that's, that's one of the ways I'm basically automating that part of the business. So basically people can go through all the material because they're pre-recorded. I have pre-recorded material right now that's just waiting to be uploaded onto my website. So that's one of the ways where I'm making sure that it's easier to have access to the information. And as for Influencers Unite, it's still very organic. We're doing ads right now, but we're still running it pretty much organic with the people we know in Montreal. Like uh, Hugo Prince, he runs a podcast called The Road to the IPO. So he gets to invite a lot of people he gets to sell our tickets through that platform as well. So basically he gets to share with all the guests that attended his podcast to then sell tickets to them. So that's one way we're doing to sell tickets. Got it. Got it. And that's, that's interesting. So that the, the connections really through there from doing the, the podcasting, for example, is opening up a lot of opportunities to really kind of connect with people to, uh, to promote what, what you guys are doing as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool. Um, well, any, any other, any other thoughts from here of sort of what, uh, what you're doing next, who you're trying to connect with and, uh, just other, other areas that you'd like to go into? Yeah, for sure. I'm just trying to, I'm just going to connect with more, more people and connect with more entrepreneurs and learn more about them and they can learn more about me. I guess the best way to start is just connecting with different people, learning more about them and how maybe you can refer them business, they can refer you business or maybe collaborate together as well. So you never know when it comes to connecting with people. Definitely. Well, you know, this community is very much focused on LinkedIn. So what, what has been the biggest challenge for you on LinkedIn or the biggest learning lessons or the biggest aha moments? Uh, tell us more, more on that end. Yeah, for sure. So with LinkedIn, um, basically I find it still quite difficult to get traffic, but another good way to really get traffic quickly is to associate yourself with someone who already has the traffic. So that's something I learned. I had taken a, had, Hugo and I had taken a picture with Burrell Solomon. And basically the second I posted it, I had like 850 views right away. And that's crazy because on my own, if I just post a picture, I get nothing. 
So it's just really interesting how one person gets all the engagement. You just have to tag them and have a picture with them and everything goes like, goes like crazy on LinkedIn. So now why, and why, why do you think that is? Well, I mean, I mean, they already have the engagement. So I'm just, if you tag them, I'm guessing everyone else sees it sort of like Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is definitely part of it. Well, cool. Well, all right. Well, Antoine, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for, uh, for joining us uh, here. And I guess, so if anybody wants to connect with you, obviously we definitely recommend to send a message. Uh, it's where you can actually probably set up some time to connect um, outside of that. How, how else can somebody uh, connect with you and sort of follow what you're doing with influencers unite and with the 90 days uh, to, uh, to write your book, how would people connect with you from, for those? Yeah, sure. So they can send me an email, my personal email, AntoineRaldi at gmail.com. For Influencers Unite, we do have a page on Instagram. So we're having a, a Hugo is putting all the images from last year's event at Influencers Unite Community. So you can go and follow that page or on my personal Instagram, which is Antoine underscore Raldi. So they can go follow me there. Answer on all social platforms. So it's, you can just send me a message on that. I'll answer pretty quickly. Cool. And you want to end, is there any, from the last event, so this would be the second event that you have coming up, right? So from the first event, any interesting stories from the influencers there or from the, just the day, anything that was kind of interesting, fun, or different? Yeah, sure. I, I could just tell you that if you're running your own event, it's stressful. So basically the day of the event, you don't necessarily, like, uh, rem like I, I would say, even remember who you're talking with because you're running all over, all over the place. So if this speaker needs something, if we need to adjust cables, well, we're, we're the staff basically because we're starting from scratch. So ourselves, we're just doing all the staff work. And so one, one minute we're networking, the other minute we're fixing mics and things like that. Got it. And anything you'll do differently this time that you, you learned from the last time, or there are a couple of things that you would point out yeah. that you would do differently? Yeah, for sure. So this year we actually put it up on the, on the Eventbrite where we actually put a real schedule because last time, we had people coming at five and we were just starting like the networking at six and things like that. So people got mad. So we're just trying to make sure that this time around that everything is scheduled according to plan. Okay. Okay. That almost seems like that's a theme, getting things scheduled, systemizing. And yeah. that, uh, that's, those are some of the processes that we, we learn. Yeah. You really don't have a choice when you're doing so many things at the same time. Yep. Yep. Well, I don't think it's, it's not possible really to do anything perfect and yeah. you, you got to learn how to perfect it along the way yeah. uh, or, or, you know, figure out the processes before from people that have done it uh, and then, and really uh, try to try to shorten that, uh, that learning curve, but uh, well, very good. All right, Antoine, thank you so much. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Errol helps entrepreneurs increase visibility, credibility, and profitability. If you enjoyed the conversation today and you find yourself wanting more, there is. These conversations are recorded live in our closed Facebook community for entrepreneurs called LinkedIn Mastery. Head on over to Facebook for LinkedIn Mastery to find the extended clip of this recording along with many other conversations and resources to help you in your entrepreneurial journey. Just be sure to replace the why at the end of Mastery with three E's and join us at LinkedIn Mastery. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Mastery, where entrepreneurs go to network and learn how to attract their ideal clients via LinkedIn and broker powerful connections 
worldwide. Be sure to visit us at LinkedIn Mastery on Facebook. Be sure to replace the Y with three E's and join us at LinkedIn Mastery.